I'm Bert Gummer. I'm Spock. And I'm Henry Jones Jr. You're wrong. I'm not. What? It's Lena Watson. Damn it! Can we just once, just once, have like a, a professional intro with no one? Ugh. Come on, people! Come on! Fifty-one episodes we've done to this podcast. Fifty-one. This is like the time that we reach our um, like sen- senility, though. Yes. <laughs> so that's all right. We reach our senility. Senility, yeah. Senility. Since it's entirety, entirety. Hello, hello, lethal listeners. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Fifty-one episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't none of us getting tired of it either. (laughs) (laughs) Fifty-one episodes. (laughs) (laughs) No, loving it like um like McDonald's. Thank you, Justin. Loving it. Loving it. Loving it. Loving it like that. Lethal watching, lethal watching. Oh! So what are we talking about today? Oh, films and shit. <laughs> Be mostly shit. <laughs> it will. Now we got uh, our topic. I-, I think a very nearly topical topic, which for us isn't yeah. bad, is the, the, the idea of prequels. Yeah. <laughs> Not just because of the film Prometheus, which has nothing to do with the Alien series whatsoever at all. Nothing at all. Nothing no. at all. Uh, Nothing. But also, you remember this week, the Before Watchmen comic series came out. Indeedly do. Yeah, you see that? Cross media. See that? Yeah. Nice. Which I, I haven't got, but I will maybe get on paperback. Yeah. I've not read, but I will prejudge it completely, so that's fine. It's Well, the first one, Minuteman, supposed to be very good. So there we go. Well, it's written by Darwin Cook, and, you know, he's, 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 he's good. He's, you know, he's good police. He does good work. He's all right. Well, right. I'll tell you what, shall we, do you want to talk about this first to get it out of the way and then talk about movies? Why not? Let's do it. Let's go. Let's, 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 comic watching. Let's go. Woo! Woo! It's lethal watching! So, who's that? No one's actually got it. No. No. <laughs> Great start. But I'm not like one of these people who are like, oh my god, I can't believe that this is the worst man. Whoa! You know those, yeah, those people. Yeah, I, I'm aware of those people. Yeah, like Alan Moore himself. Well, Alan, just, Alan Moore's Alan Moore, isn't he? Come on. Let's just clarify, though, for those who don't know. Before Watchmen is obviously the prequel to Watchmen, but obviously this is not written by Alan Moore. Who well, it's wrote yeah, Watchmen. it's 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 a, well, it's a set of different prequels as such, isn't it? It's it's like each of the main characters gets their own like little series. Their own little series, and then the Minutemen get their own series, and that's that's it. No. Yeah. <laughs> so there's about I think there's about, Thanks, there's about six, in seven, there. or eight sort of books, isn't there? Yeah, well, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and an epilogue. 
There we go. So mm. seven, seven different books, each completely. Most well, I think a couple of Brian Azzarello, he does a few, doesn't he? Um, so there's a couple of them are doing. There's a couple of the the, the writers and artists yeah. do a yeah. few books, but it's pretty much different people. But each the, each the set. thing, the main thing I've kind of read the people against it, which I think is a theme we'll come back to in this podcast is, does it really need a prequel? Did Watchmen as a story need a prequel? Did it need a prequel? Does it need? It doesn't a prequel. need one, but but most things don't need prequels. Prequels are essentially fan service. You reckon? They're essentially yeah, because you know a film comes out, it does really really well, everybody really likes it, and then prequels are really there for the the people who have enjoyed the film that's already come out. That's what I that's what I think. You know, because otherwise the story would have come first. Do you not think, though, that Watchmen never really... None of the Watchmen actually had, like, a origin storyline? So well, the reason for... Dr. The... Manhattan is the only one who... That, well, that's right, yeah, of course. With but the, like... um, the backup stuff, the, 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 the what's it called, the behind-the-mask stuff that's all in the back of the books, I think you get enough. I think you get enough for Yeah, them. that's your kind of... Yeah. There but no, I, suppose, I, I, don't think, I don't think anything needs a prequel. I think prequels are made... Uh, I will be pretty cynical. I think most, pretty much all prequels are made on a money-related, for a money-related reason. I, I, <laughs> I, you know, my view is that if someone, you know, the prequel, if it, if, it, if it wasn't being made purely to cash in on the success or the fan base for something out, you know, for something that already exists, it would have came first. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't think any prequel is necessary i think there are lots of very good prequels and by and large there are lots of pretty rubbish prequels. <laughs> you could also uh, argue that uh, prequels are all down to bad writing and how pe- people have come up with a storyline and then think oh actually here's a good idea that would start it and well, I, follow that on afterwards kind of thing. i'm under the view that working backwards it, it's is is far harder than going forwards. So you know, sequels are easier. Sequels are easier, and I think generally probably turn out better than than the prequels of certain films would do. As such, yeah. if you know what I mean. So prequels are harder because you know, for for some things which we'll probably come on to, there's already a. a a history and a, and a and a story there that you know most people know you know there's a lot of stuff well we'll probably talk about it but for instance star wars oh yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll not talk about it now we'll come back to it later but star wars let's just do it let's just get into it come on let's get into it
reason the three prequels are so rubbish is because there was so much more better stuff out there already that was I mean, already they, they existed in books, stuff in the books and comics and everything mm. else. Yeah. And and so you know the reason the prequels suck is because George Lucas essentially just decided there's already this really cool stuff already out there about you know set before Star Wars and leading up to Star Wars. I'm just going to completely ignore that and write completely new stuff. And the new stuff was rubbish. The thing with Star Wars is that there's such an awe around it and such hype around it and such kind of huge fanboy lust. And it is lust, let's be honest with ourselves. Could he have done... Could, you know, I don't think he could have done anything that would have satisfied every single person. No, no, yeah, he wouldn't have done something that could have satisfied every single person. He could have done something that satisfied someone. <laughs> he probably did himself, to be yeah. fair. You know, yeah, George Lucas goes home and sits on his chair and goes, yep, 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 yeah. And he's the only one. Done me some fine prequels. Done me some good prequels there. You know, have, you ever, have, you watched, have you watched the special edition, uh, um, like the Star Wars uh, episode one um, and episode two sort of back, you know, uh, special features, you know, like behind the scenes stuff? No. Oh, no. Your man, Red Letter Media, talks about it um, in his videos. And he's right. It's essentially George Lucas talking and a lot of people looking very uncomfortable and kind of going, hmm. <laughs> but no one, because he's George Lucas, turned around and said, now, George, hold on. And that's, <laughs> I think that's because yeah. one of the original producers from the first three films had gone and wasn't, I don't know, he died. Gary Katz, whatever his name is. Yeah, I don't know. No, he's he, still he, alive. Yeah. He just, they just so got he just, out. He wasn't involved and... They were saying that during the original, it was possibly him who who used to rein George back from a lot of his sort of very fanciful flights of yeah. rubbishness. Whereas in the prequels, he, he because he was George Lucas and because this was Star Wars and these were new Star Wars movies, everyone just went, right, George, off you go. Yeah. Let's not forget, George Lucas only directed one of the original. Yeah. yeah. Didn't even direct the best one. Yeah, in fact, I don't think he had hardly any involvement in the second one, did he? Well, he, he, he'd had a freak out, I think, and he was away off recovering, I think, for yeah. the second one, which is by far, you know... It's the best one by far. Empire is easily the best one, and yet yeah. he had little involvement Irwin in it. Erwin Kirshner was alive when the prequels were made. So, yeah. you know, there's no excuses. <laughs> but you're right about that producer, because he left um, before they did Return of the Jedi, and you can see the kind of... Return of the Jedi, Ewoks. The Ewoks, exactly. Yeah, that's that seems yeah. like a very never, George Lucas never idea. Never would have got Ewoks. Well, they were cute when I was a kid, though. That's the thing, though. Is, is it our perspective being different, though? Is you know, it, are we bringing oh. baggage in from the original trilogy into the original trilogy onto this prequel trilogy? It's making if, it if you compare, I think if you compare Return of the Jedi to uh, the Phantom Menace, you can clearly see the sort of the similarities in yeah, the through line between the two. The stupid characters mm. and all the stupid stuff. Whereas the first two films. I think are completely different tonally, to, yeah. especially Empire Strikes Back, which is yeah. very different. But the third film is just like a cartoon, and that's essentially then what the prequels became, cartoons. So, so we're saying, could be crazy here, but I get the feeling that we're saying that the, the Star Wars prequels aren't good prequels. No, they're not good prequels. No. no. But what what is it about them that makes it a bad prequel, though? Is it just the fact that George Lucas kind of well, plays fast and loose with the chronology of the, of the thing? Yeah. If it, am I, affect like, I, the geeks like us, but, you know, I mean, for kids... Who watched it for the first time? My I think a lot of them enjoyed it. My view, yeah. Well, I think kids, probably your boy and things like that, who's the right age maybe for it. You know, kids who see it now aren't going to know any better. But I think <laughs> if, you saw, if you saw Star Wars 
my view is if Star Wars existed as a trilogy and then nothing else happened with Star Wars until George Lucas made the prequels, he may have got away with it. May have got away with it. But That's a good point, actually, yeah. 1983 and 1990... What was it? 6, 97, or something like that. Whenever he made them, there was so much stuff that Star Wars fans loved. You know, the books and the comics and the games and everything else. And if I think it's because of that that he didn't get away with it because there was better stuff out there and people I, were kind of like, oh my god. I actually disagree with that point just because... Oh. Um, I, I think it, the films, just because I think <laughs> the films are actually bad themselves anyway. Well, they are bad films. Oh yeah, and I don't think he would have gotten away with it just because, as the Red Letter Media um, fellow suggests, most of the scenes in the films are just sta- stationary or sitting down, speaking to one another. There's no action, and I think there's when you actually look at it like that, when you actually told that, it, you kind of see the film differently, and you actually see how how bad it really is. How stilted it is. I, yeah, I'm also yeah. going to say that. Did anyone see on? I think it was io9.com. There was a re- thing, a video, and then it led back to, to a post about certain pictures that some fans of Star Wars had had um, g- drove out to the middle of the California desert when they were making Return of the Jedi, and um, were basically there when they were doing the uh, Sarlacc pit and Jabba the Hutt's uh, cruiser thing, and it's this massive phenomenal looking big thing sitting out in the desert and you know they, they basically the, the people who they just sort of said look yeah you can you can you can hang around just don't get in the way and so they let them sort of hang around and take photos and video as long as they didn't mess it up but when you see this mod this gigantic thing sitting out in the desert and then you watch the behind the scenes of the phantom menace and everything else and it's just <laughs> big blue screens you're just like that's uh, well, the, you know, I there's think that classic picture isn't there George Lucas sat amongst like in 1970 whatever yeah, it was sat amongst did. all the models and then 2000 yeah. whatever it is it just was completely, completely completely blinded by technology I think yeah. that's that you know his ambitions just his writing wasn't there to the ambition of what he could do yeah. and it's the same reason it's the same thing and I was very surprised that Steven Spielberg let him do it he did it with uh, you know Chris, Crystal Skull you know they lost a lot of the the sort of the wow because it was clearly a computer generated cliff you know when they were driving along in the trucks and things like that and so i think i think i think that's a reason why the star wars are bad prequels too because whilst you're talking about angel jones because we're kind of saying you know star wars prequels are probably the worst and i would probably say that the temple of doom is one of the best prequels I don't think the Temple of Dune is a prequel. Exactly, because I'm going to say yeah. it's, a, it's a separate for the first story, but it's its own it's its own separate story. Well, my my definition of a prequel, which I made up in the car earlier today, excellent is, good work. Yeah, um, is a film which is made after a, fi- a, a another film yeah. is set chronologically before the other film and has a direct tie and lead in to the previous film. So, 
I ah, so you're saying on that yeah. basis because Temple of Doom's a separate story. Temple of Doom is its own. Yes, it's set a year before Raiders of the Lost Ark, but it is not. It does not. It doesn't go doesn't from Temple of Doom story. to Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark. It is its own film, and I think that's. I think for me, a prequel has to be some way a lead-in to the film that preceded it. There has to be a common link. I don't think Indiana Jones himself is a common enough link. It, you know, there has to be something more to well, it. I'll, well, I'll hush I, my mouth then. So, I agree as well with that, because I think as well that a lot of prequels are all about explaining how characters got to that stage. And well, let's let's say this. X-Men First Class is not a great prequel. In fact, I don't even think First Class is a prequel. I think it's an alternate universe it, it's not, you know, I think, there, you know, that's one film, uh, along with X-Men Origins Wolverine, which is just not even a pre- you know, I think... Well, that is supposed to be a prequel. That is supposed to tie in well, completely into... The, it really doesn't. It doesn't, it's, because it's, it's completely it's, messed up. Yeah. And and X-Men First Class does can't, shouldn't, and can't exist <laughs> in the same timeline. It's impossible. It just doesn't make that. sense. However, saying that, X-Men First Class if you actually think of it as a standalone film in a separate universe, it is actually still a really good film. Oh, X-Men First Class, great film. Yeah, but, but bad prequel. I would have dubious, I would say it's a dubious prequel. Yeah. And if it is a prequel, it's a bad prequel because it is so messed up in yeah. comparison to the film that came after. Yeah. You know, I think the problem, I think we, like, like you said with X-Men Wolverine, it does try to slavishly set things up that happened yeah. in the X-Men films. And in yeah. doing so, it ties itself up in so much weird logic. Yeah, it's that just, it just kind of yeah. falls apart. It becomes too focused on you know the moments that kind of explain what happens in the rest of it. But then sometimes you want those kind of characters in the situations to be left mysterious anyway. Yeah, I think I think I think a lot of people have what the definition of a prequel is very 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 mixed up. Um, for instance, you know, researching some lists, Batman Begins. Is not a prequel. No, it's Batman not Begins is story. not a prequel. No, it's, it's the first yeah, it's, of a new series. It's a first yeah. film. It's yeah. not directly related to the to anything that has come before it. It is not made after the Dark Knight or the Dark Knight Rises. It's not. It's its own thing. Temple of Doom isn't. Uh, Godfather I Part s- Two is. It, now, Godfather uh, Part Two. That is a fascinating. I think it is prequel. a prequel. Yeah, part, yeah, part prequel. But what's interesting is the fact that you've actually got two timelines, and I've never actually seen any film that's actually done that, apart from, like, obviously, uh, Once Upon a Time in America. Yeah. But uh, uh, they have two timelines running, and usually you get that more in TV than films, and yeah. it's such a unique take, really, to do that, and it's quite brave, really. But there's so many lists that I have read. Like, if you go to Wikipedia, they have Captain America, the first Avenger, and they have it as a prequel to Iron Man? You know... I well, think it, you're on. I think you're on really, really dodgy ground if you start calling. Yeah, you can't call Captain America. You can't call Thor. You can't call Iron Man, and you can't call the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, the, the Avengers is a sequel to those films, isn't it? Yeah, those the films aren't a prequel to it. No. Um, what else well, did did I read? People have as uh, prequels. Um, where was it? I tell you what I find a bit weird going through all these lists. The amount of kids like Disney's done this an awful lot, where they've done like oh yeah, Disney do it all the time. <laughs> like yeah. you know, the Little Mermaid. Have they done Bambi as well? I know they did a yeah. sequel to Bambi. They're all the director DVD or director video sequels, yeah. aren't they? They'll just do 
oh, right, this is how it all started kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. No, it's... The other things that are not prequels, where was it? There was something There was something that really... You want to yeah. talk about mine? Okay, yeah, Martin. Star Trek. Yeah. Are you talking about the new Star Trek film? I am talking about... And I see where you're coming from. It is now. not yeah. a prequel. It's not. I can see why. It's because it is obviously in an alternate universe. But yeah, it's not you, a prequel. <laughs> but it's still a good story to explain how a Captain Kirk and a Spock did actually come to start but on the Enterprise. It is not. It is not the story of how uh, William Shatner yeah. and Leonard Nimoy became because That's the fact true. you know the whole point was the fact that uh, that uh, Kirk's dad died. Yeah. That was it. That was the end. It's it's the you know it's split. So it's not a prequel. So it's like, it's like an ultimate history oh. prequel and how those two characters met. Yeah. Again, I... Rise of the Planet of the Apes is not a prequel. It's not. Isn't it? I... No, it's I... not I a prequel. Yeah. It's I'll... not a prequel because Why? because it is it's the first of its own set of Planet of the Apes films. It they they mention little things, but they're not. It's not that there's a direct. But what if? Like in the next one, I think it's Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. At the end of that, like a CG Tarleton Heston goes into a spaceship. Well, if they do that, although the was it not in the Rise of the Planet of the Apes? Did they not talk about uh, the launch of the rocket? I think I've seen it. Uh, they they do they talk about the launch. So in Rise of the Planet of the Apes, theoretically, Tarleton Heston has already gone. Yeah. But I think that's more of a a, a, a non service to the history. Yeah. So, so where do you draw the line then between like what's prequel and what's fan service? Because you know that in Rose Planet A to be fan service, a little modern wink to the fans. 
what, so well, well, what would well to be because I think the reason Rise of the Planet of the Apes because in Planet of the Apes there was no the Planet of the Apes has its own prequel. Um, the Charton has oh, the film, the, they they have their own set of prequels. Now they're rubbish, but they have their <laughs> own. They are their own block of Planet of the Apes, and then con- continuing on to you know the Caesar and everything that happens in and the people the apes in Planet of the Apes. Yeah, they they weren't created by. If you've not seen it, this is spoiler. But they weren't created by a genetic mutated Alzheimer's cure thing. They were just. It was just. It was just they Evolution, just ev- right, evolved, yeah. you know that that was it. They became they were used as pets and slaves, and because of that, they they evolved over time. Now they evolve over a stupidly short period of time, but then they explain <laughs> that with Caesar came back in time, and it, it all gets very convoluted. But Rise of the Planet Apes is its own thing because they have set up their own uh, mythology of, yeah. of how the apes um, develop. So I, I don't I- think it's a prequel. How about Casino Royale? Casino I would say Royale. That is, I would say that is you get because it explains how he came to be double seven. It actually shows you how he did the two kills, and it also shows him becoming Bond. And that Bond is going to be the same Bond throughout, although they're portrayed by different actors, no. and although it is different. Bond, Bond, you're on such a sticky ground anyway when it comes yeah. to time and yeah. space and everything um, in between. Because it's it's just it's, it's constantly updating. Just to yeah, it's 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 sort yeah. of its own thing. And then there was we, we talked about it before. Was you mentioned about how Bond is actually a code name? Yeah, and that, that, that's what I subscribe I, to. I, I I really love that theory. So I, I subscribe to that. So I don't see each one's a prequel. They're all kind of you know, more to each own Bond. Their each own, one's their, their own Bond. Yeah, I think I I, I think I think it's a. I think it's a good idea because it explains why are they all so different? Why is there so you know why is each tonally so different and things like that? But yeah. you know, I, I don't know. Uh, well, this is where again we're kind of getting into. Uh, it's not a prequel; it's a reboot. Reboots are yeah, that's a complete different. Yeah, um, you know because you know that's retelling is that's retelling an origin story, isn't it? That's not doing a prequel, but I think there is a thin line between what a prequel yeah. is and you well, know when you get because Batman Begins but, is more of a reboot than a prequel. Yeah, it's a re. It's not. It's not a. It, it's. It's yeah. not a. Uh, it's not a prequel. It, it's. It's not even. I, I wouldn't I, even say it's a reboot. It's just. It's. It's a new. It's a different thing. Yeah. I, yeah. Casino World is not a reboot because obviously this story wasn't. These stories weren't told in the past anyway. So it's yeah. not something. So it, well, I think. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned Tremors Four. That's <laughs> that's a prequel. That, that is a prequel. That's a prequel. Uh, other good prequels. Uh, well, The Hobbit is most certainly going to be a prequel. <laughs> yeah, it's very much a prequel. Good spot, Jerry. Um, good spot there. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, what else? Uh, you, could, you could also say the first bit of The Last Crusade is a prequel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could do, but yeah, yeah but it's only... a better prequel than um... <laughs> Temple of Doom. <laughs> You're things. probably right there because yeah. it does. It gives you the fear of snakes, gives well, you the scar on his chin and all that, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. it does. It yeah. sets everything up. Now, um, the thing, the most recent thing, that's a prequel. I still haven't seen it, but it is a prequel. Don't want to see it. Mm. That's what it was made to be, you know. So, yeah. 
Has anyone seen those those two Exorcist prequels, Dominion and The Beginning or whatever? No, I know one was completely re- was reshot from the ground up. Was it the um... Dominion? Dominion was the first one by Paul Schrader, I think. And, yeah, then someone else came in and um, reshot the whole thing, basically. The the movie studios decided that it was. Um, not gory enough or something yeah. and then they they made the beginning i don't know who directed that one but there's I a can't... prime example though what why does exodus need a, a prequel actually i think that's quite a funny thing you know you're talking about cartoons always having prequels i think that's also a thing with horrors for some reason they always feel the need to explain the monsters and they yeah. seem to do well it's normally after about you know well. you get three or four sequels and then they kind of run out of sequel ideas and then prequel yeah isn't well, there was the ring, the and uh, the there was the ring and Ring Zero. These are the Japanese ones now. Yeah. Um, and the Ring Zero is a prequel. It's a rubbish prequel, but it's <laughs> it, it's one very, very, very freaky bit in it. Um, have you ever seen any of those Ring films? Yeah, no. I've, seen... I've seen the second one, not first. Ring Zero, the bit where there's a bit where they're running through like a forest, and as they're running. Um, Sadako, which is the name of the uh, in the Japanese version, she just keeps appearing closer and closer, standing still as the trees go past. And so it's clearly just they've got a, they have a camera on it on you know on tracks, yeah, and, flat, and they just have lots of different people dressed as Sadako in a row. <laughs> it's very very scary. It's a really good. And then they run yeah. into a house and they're hiding. And literally, the, the last thing you see is as they're running into the house, is they're standing right at the window and then at the door, and then they sort of they, they go into the corner. And nothing really happens for about a minute, and then she just kind of goes, and like comes round behind <laughs> the door. And it's, does she it's make very, that noise? Does she actually make that noise? Does she? There is a noise, like. <laughs> Being honest, Jared, it doesn't sound that scary. It is. Watch it. Oh, um, no, Red Dragon. That's a prequel. Yes. Well, it's a prequel. It's a crap prequel. It's a prequel that didn't need to exist. Because yeah, that's Anne a tricky one. This is a really there. tricky one because obviously the Red Dragon book exists was the first book and then Silence Lands was the sequel book. So technically it's not the prequel, that makes sense. You see... But um, movie-wise, it is a prequel, but book-wise, yeah. that book was written first. So Violence of the Lambs is isn't a sequel to Manhunter. No. Even so... Man- oh, there's a film, Manhunter.
So is, does that count as a prequel to... No. Red count? Dragon is a prequel to Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, film-wise, but book-wise it isn't. Now, Terminator Salvation. Oh. Mm. <sighs> See, I'd say that's a that's just all over bad. Again, that's, a prequel. that's I don't, <laughs> that isn't a prequel because they did the same thing as Star Trek there almost. They, they sort of set up their own... Um, Universe. They were yeah. trying to set up their own sort of timeline universe because he talks about how this did this isn't how it happened and this isn't the way it happened and things like that. You know? Well, the whole so, Terminator thing is messed up anyway, isn't it? Because you know you got the yeah, Sarah from... Connor Chronicles, yeah, another oh, alternate really? timeline. Well, the then, Sarah Connor Chronicles that was supposed to be a a, a an actual canon, yeah, uh, sort of follow but on from more canon than Salvation was. More canon, I think, than even Terminator 3. I think they were just completely <laughs> ignoring Terminator 3. It was actually supposed to be the next step after Terminator 2, you know? If only the rest of us could ignore it. But no. Well, the the yeah. thing is, though, with Terminator, obviously with Judgment Day, they actually said in there that the whole timeline's fucked up anyway from the events that happened there. Yeah. Mm. They delayed it. So it's been, it's all a mess anyway, the Terminator timeline. It is all a mess. Yeah. Um, now, we're probably sort of skirting around one of the, the main prequels of the moment. I've not seen this one now. See, so you're gonna have to see, you, I, I don't know whether you want to go away and come back in a few minutes or what. <laughs> no, there's, no, literally, there's literally no way you can talk about it without it being spoilers. To be fair, I, I don't care. I'm, I'm here. I'm going to watch it at some point. So Are I'm you gonna... sure? Because you literally cannot talk about it without... Uh, complete... No, go ahead. We, know, will, we, we will spoil it until you cry, Martin. It goes for anyone listening to this, <laughs> one or two. I think Derek's going to see it today, so we'll be okay. Um, but <laughs> you know, this is going. There's no way you can talk about it without lots of of, of spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Prometheus.
is and isn't <laughs> a prequel. It's so alien. bloody annoying, isn't it? I right. Let's get it out of the way. It, I don't hate it. I, I don't. I think a lot of people are very hard on it, and I think the reason they're very hard on it is because a lot of people are very disappointed in it and didn't get what they wanted. Yeah. I think. I think if you watch the trailer now after seeing it, you should have known what what it was going to be because the trailer very much sets it up as you can tell from the trailer. It's just it isn't going to be Alien. Alien was five or six people in very closed sets, very dark. And that was it. This is very much CGI, open, big, grand spectacle stuff. And it does that very, very well. It looks very, very good. It does look gorgeous. It looks very, and it sounds great. I have a lot of people given off about the score saying, oh, well, Alien didn't really have music. Uh, well, it's not Alien. It's Prometheus. And I think the score works very very well because i wasn't a big fan of the score just because i thought I, the, the kind of main theme of the score is good felt more like star trek than an alien well, but you see score. to me to me that's again it's yeah it is I more think... of a star trek than it is alien because it, it, the, yeah, it, it well, tackles yeah because, more of those kind of ideas doesn't it the score is very sort of it's quite sort of very epic and i think the, the it is very sort of um adventurous it's like it's a very it's sort of like an adventure theme you know score it's very sort of dynamic and i think it fits with with what's going on because there's a point where again this is sort of spoilers where where the android david michael fassbender who's amazing yeah um, is, in the, is in the sort of the main flight deck of the of the alien ship which is what you see in alien from it which is we now know another ship but yeah it's that it's that and and he's sort of watching, and there's all this sort of stuff going on, and there's a big map appears, and the music's very kind of like, and it is, it's very sort of, I thought it was very exciting, because it was all very sort of like, wow, look at all yeah. this. And the music, I thought, fitted it perfectly. Um, but it isn't, an, it isn't an Alien prequel, but it's very clearly... Um, it very clearly teases... Yeah. Where... I think that's the thing people... Because it, it teases so much... That it is going to be a prequel. There's no denying it. That the trailer is a teaser. Oh, look, alien, yeah. alien, oh, alien. If you know what, but it's separate, isn't it? But it is separate. That's can, the problem. You can tell. I think it is two separate movies, and I think you can tell that. I think there was clearly what was going to be the alien prequel that it originally was wrote, you know, written as. Yeah. Um, and then there was what they used to make their own film, um, you know, their own separate film. So to me, it is very clearly two different movies, and. I think it actually would have. It's very, it's very compact. Um, I think it might have worked better as two movies. I don't. It seems it's it's quite rushed in in points. Yeah, it's the last uh, sort of the film lets it down where it kind of yeah starts going see, off into its crazy stuff. Yeah, I mean, my as I say, I put it, I put this on Twitter. My wife was watching it, and she sort of she, her words were, "It started off excellent, or it started off really good, and then and she just kind of went, I don't know.'" <laughs> it just it's sort of it's sort of like it knows where it wants to get and it just goes i'm gonna get there uh, <laughs> i'm gonna get there I, i'm you gonna just get watch there. me and it just does it very quickly um and you sort of almost need to be really paying attention to get all the little sort of alien things that are gonna you know come do you think that's why ridley scott was going down 
all, every single way, way beforehand saying that this is not to do with Alien. Do you think this is, that's why? Do you like to say... Well, he never oh, said it wasn't why. anything to, What he said was it's not an Alien prequel, which yeah. I actually agree with now, but it is very much, it is very much related to and is, yeah. and is part of... Of the universe, yeah. <laughs> but didn't he because... say like, this is the first action? We're kind of two films away from Alien. Yeah. Well, I'd be int- I would. Be- I'm very interested to see what he does because at the end of the film, there's essentially two separate stories going on, yeah. um, and two separate stories to be told. Martin, do you want to know? Do you want? Do you want us to get into this? Yeah, go for it. I don't mind. Right. So essentially, by the end of the film, we realise that we almost humans actually created the aliens in a way because um, basically Michael Fassbender as David is brilliant but he's an utter bastard um, <laughs> he just fucks with them all and um, and he's, he's just he knows he's doing it but essentially um, Naomi Rapace um, through events that David instigates becomes pregnant with some weird alien space squid thing and it looks like a space squid when, when uh, there's where she doesn't want the thing inside her and therefore gets it out but um, it starts off as a little space quid and then it goes on and you you do meet the space jockeys or the engineers or whatever you want to call them and they just look like sort of big tall human people um, but at the very end this little space quid has grown into what is essentially a massive face hugger like a, 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 um, a mega space squid hugger it is a, it is a, but it is a face hugger yeah um, because it, it attacks the uh, engineer and it basically does what a facehugger does, but on a, on a massive scale, <laughs> shoves a thing down, it grabs his head and then shoves a thing down his throat. And the very last scene that you see, and this is the biggest spoiler of all, is essentially a almost an alien, because it's not quite... It's not, it's not quite, quite there, the, is it? It's not quite the aliens we know, but an almost alien comes out of his chest, uh, you know, out of his body. And that's how it ends. Um, yeah. But it also has ended with the surviving people um, flying off in another spaceship to go and find where the space jockeys actually came from. Because this is not their home planet. This is just another planet they were on. So there's two separate stories going on. And it'd be interesting if down, you know, you never know, maybe 10 years down the line, when whenever he's finished whatever he's planning to do, we will turn around and say, you know, very much Prometheus is a prequel. But at the moment, it's hard to say it is because yeah. it, it's so. It's it, it just it, you don't know where they're going to go with it, basically. But I think the problem the problem with it is because it's because it's neither one thing or the other. I think that's why people are disappointed with it because yeah, they, and they it, expect it to be one thing. They expect I'll, it to be very much you know bang bang yeah. bang alien, and it's not. And I think some people are kind of upset is, by that, which is why there's people, the kind of negative reaction to it. Yeah, a lot of people saying, well, it leaves you with more questions than it answers. And and to be honest with you, I do hate when films automatically decide that they're going to be a series of films. Well, that's the writer, isn't it? It's Lindelof. I, I, I hate that. But um, I think that's they're, they're clearly setting it up for more. But, you know, I do hate when films decide, look, we're going to set this up as we are going to make three of these because you just never know if it's going to go that way. <laughs> yeah. You know, and See- I... I think it will go that way. I think it's going. It will make enough money. It will do that's, well. That's actually quite funny you say that because I know on the previous episode you're actually saying about how you hated sequels which spurned from close-up single films that didn't need to exist. And to, like, <laughs> no, sequels kind of thing like the can't make him happy. Can you? you can't make him happy. You can't. <laughs> no, I, I don't mind. No, I. 
I think I, I what if if I hate more when a film assumes it's going to have following on, you know, especially if it's the first of something, you know, if it's the first of something, just say what you want to say and don't assume that people are going to want to see any more of it. However, you know, uh, they're, they've they've clearly planted a lot of seeds to for this to go on to. Um, other things, and I, do, I don't have a clue where they're going to go. I think that's yeah. the one thing I can say. I could not predict what the next film would be like. Which um, is good, though, because, you know, it, yeah, it, it's, it's thrown that. around, because essentially Alien was um, haunted house in film, in space film. That's essentially what was there. Whereas this is kind of really thrown out kind of big Star Trek V crossed with Alien, basically, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, it, it's, it is a Star Trek It is almost like a Star Trek <laughs> It's it's not a Star Trek film. It's a it's a big, but it's dealing with those ideas, the kind of ideas that you would big, normally get with Star Trek. This, this, well, it's, it's a, a big epic sci-fi film. It is, you know, it's it's not your sort of, uh, it's not your sort of low key. It's, if anything, it's closer to Aliens in sort of style because it's it's big and sort of boom. And, <laughs> you know, it's not this kind of little small film where you know it's very closed off. It's it's very much clearly. A big thing, and but I mean, the one problem with Prometheus, and the biggest problem with Prometheus is they're all fucking dafties. <laughs> yeah, they're the whole the, the script is very clunky. There's a few scenes in there you just kind of think, "Wait, did I just miss? Did I just fall asleep for missing the entire scene?" They are very, very stupid characters. For instance, if you're in a room and there's black goo all over the floor, and some fleshy snake thing comes in, right? Are you going to go over to it and go, hello, hello, little alien, ooh, come, ooh. No, you're not. You're going to go, what in the name of Jesus is that? <laughs> All right, and if you are stupid enough to go over, when it starts to hiss at you, you know not to go closer. Yeah, at that point, you set fire to it and leave the room. But, uh, yeah, to me, to me, uh, my biggest problem with Prometheus is I think overall, um, the last 45 minutes to an hour is very rushed. It's just like, and you know, I think they sort of, uh, I think they try to fit a lot in. Yeah. And I think it is muddled. I think, I think, you, as I say, you can tell what, what originally was, what it was going to be and then what it, you know, ended up becoming. But it's certainly a better um, alien prequel than, you know, Alien versus Predator. Oh, they're not prequels. They're not prequels. No, no. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think anyone. You know, again, as I say, time will tell whether people actually accept Prometheus and whatever sequels come to Prometheus as Prometheus is as canon, you know, prequels in to, to Alien. But I don't think anyone uh, and no one um, will, as much as they may try, accept <laughs> Alien versus Predator or um, the second one as anything but aberrations. Yeah, yeah. So what? I mean, so- have, have we said what is a good prequel so far? Because we seem to just be kicking films in the nuts. Um, good prequels. Uh, what did we say? Uh, Infernal Affairs Two is a good prequel. Um, I think Godfather, Godfather Two is as well. Godfather is... Two, uh, yeah, is is a good prequel. I think. Um... Are we, are we going to prejudge the uh, the Hobbit? Ah, uh, uh, well, uh... I reckon that will be good. Ah, yeah, I ain't got to say it'll be good. So... You know, it's. I think it will be good. And I think I think it's good how they've actually left. They, they know it's going to take two films to do it. That way, we we're not like upset. Yeah, I, I think it will be. Now uh, there was a whole lot of stuff about. Oh, it looks like a TV movie and stuff like that. Well, you know, I, I'm maybe not going to be so 
worried about that as long as it's a good film. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, I like TV. I don't yeah. get TV. I, I, I watch lots of good things on TV. So, you know. I'll but, tell you uh, what, what one thing that was on TV and wasn't a good prequel. Star Trek what? Enterprise. Ooh. Oh, God, am I don't even... That's, me that's that. more that's more of a prequel than the, the Star Wars film, isn't it? And that that was not that was not. Oh, that that is actually well, uh, it is a prequel. It, it is. It is. It's, it's so so shit. I mean, I've I've spoken with my mate in a pub. We've like gone over what they should have done, how they should have basically. Well, well, the problem is, is that they delayed the joining of the Federation. They should have done that at the end. Yeah, of the they books. they it's they tried to do their own thing, but their main problem was they they. They let um, your man, um, Brannon Braga, and your other fella actually be involved. Brannon <laughs> has nearly destroyed the entire fucking Star Trek license single-handedly. It, it, the, those two guys, what, or what's his name? I can't remember his name. The other guy who Rick did a lot of... Rick Bannon. Rick McCullen, wasn't it, or something like no, that? No, O'Bannon or Bannon, I don't know. But anyway, the two of them essentially is what is what was wrong with it. But yeah, with as Martin says, they took too long to have the forming of the Federation. They tr- Again, what I think they did was, I think there was probably already enough existing as, as you know, in books and other things mm. uh, for the Star Trek license. Um, and they tried to do their own thing and it didn't work. I I also think that they just got the characters completely wrong. They tried to make another Picard crew, whereas back then you got to think it's going to be like Kirk. It's going to be rough. It's going to be ready. You yeah. can't be a diplomat when you don't know what the fuck's out there. You're going to go in guns blazing. More world lefty. Exactly, and that's that's the approach that they should have took. They should have approached it like a Western, um, rather than fucking UN negotiations. <laughs> Well, wow, Martin sounds so angry. Can you hear the, you hear the real tone of his I am. rage? It, it, it's, I am, because it. they had a good cast. They had, well, they, they had, had Sam Beckett. Yeah, oh, he's not bad. Shit. Do you know what he's I mean? He's not bad. Yeah, they, he should have been a lot more aggressive. There were so many. You know what it was? You know what the problem was? Apart from um, Archer, the rest of the characters were douchebags. And yeah, there were no one you could like. Like Trip and, yeah. you know, just... Literally just just shoving in a Vulcan to have a Vulcan in it. You know what I mean? Get in there, yeah, Vulcan. That's literally what it was. They just literally shoved a Vulcan in and just to have one. And they, yeah, it just the characters weren't there. It just wasn't. It just wasn't good. You know. Now I'm no big Voyager fan, but at least they kind of got the characters okay in that. But see. Okay, I, just, I, w- I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna say great, but okay, better than Enterprise anyway. Yeah, better uh, than Enterprise. It was literally. But I mean, the problem with Voyager and Enterprise is literally it wasn't the next generation or Deep Space Nine, and I think that was <laughs> that was the problem. I think what's surprising as well is a huge factor in Star Trek that nobody actually realizes is Ronald D. Moore. He was yeah, a he was a massive. Yeah, he was a in, massive. Yeah, I mean, well, DS9, he he brought the whole Dominion Wars. He, he's what changed DS9 so that it was actually great. Because Dominion, yeah, because DS9 at the very start was just, again, your generic um, sort of thing. But it, yeah, you have space, him, space, space, yeah. It was him who made Cisco a badass. Yeah, and um, he was also involved as well in some of the greater later next-gen episodes as well. And apparently, Ronald D. Moore was meant to do some episodes on Voyager, which he was looking forward to. But 
Brunnenbarger basically says, yeah, I don't like what you've written, out of which he goes off on one and develops Battlestar Galactica, which is another ship in space, and you can just see what could have happened for Voyager. But imagine. Imagine. And exactly. That's exactly what happened. Because so, it could have been literally the Borg and um, just, you know, yeah, edition, you know what I mean? It's completely fucked up what they did, but Ronald D. Moore was such a beating heart to Star Trek, no one realizes it. Well, there's a thing. You could have had, like, highly advanced Borg that looked human, but were still, you know, evil. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, you can see, as you say, what what could have happened, but um, thank goodness he did, because then we got Battlestar Galactica. That's true, Battlestar Galactica. So was it his (laughs) idea, then, to give Cisco a beard? (laughs) <laughs> I think it was just his idea to make Cisco the hardest mofo in the Federation. Because <laughs> it seems like, you know, he joined Star Trek uh, TNG around about the third season, which was when uh, Riker got his beard. No, second season. So. Was, it second, was, it second, was it that early? I thought, oh, in my yeah, head, it's always the no, third season Riker he got, got his beard. Riker got his beard because he was filming a C- uh, Civil War thing at the same time. So <laughs> that's, why, <laughs> that's why he had the beard. But it is weird, That's though, the brilliant. way that the quality of Star Trek things is connected to facial hair. It's brilliant. Like, it's st- weird as well, yeah, because it's unheard of, really, because you never really see people with beards, because obviously yeah. everyone thinks of it as the whole mirror universe baddie. Yeah, but as soon as he got his beard, though, <laughs> TNG was great. As soon as Cisco got his beard, TNG got uh, Deep Space Nine got really yeah. good. And I remember on Voyager, when Jamie cut her hair, it improved in quality a great deal. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Why is it yeah. so weird? It is. It's all but, uh, prequels. But what do yes. you think about when they when they prequelize something in another media? Because there's quite a few video games, like uh, you know, like all the whole um, Riddick games are, pre- are prequels to Pitch Black. They kind of explore the idea of a prequel yeah. in another medium. Is that well, better is... than doing a direct prequel? Because we don't seem well, to have very many no, you know, successful think, prequel films. I don't. I don't think it matters. What it, it just has to be a good story and has to be a good. Um, good prequel you know it doesn't matter i mean the reason as i say that that uh you know when you read some of the star wars books there's just it's good stuff hmm. you know it, it's good stuff it's not it's not keek and i think it, you know if if they had it done uh you know if there were star wars books were rubbish well i wouldn't have just been all like oh well it's better than the films it's you know it has to still be a good yeah a good story so i don't matter how they do it or you know, just going off tangent a bit. I mean, if you something like um, the TV series Jericho, um, which I don't know if any of you guys watched, but we, me and the wife, we really, really loved it, and it got cancelled after the second series. But they did the third series as a graphic novel, you know, uh, as comic. Did Buffy well did? To... Huh? Because Buffy continued. Um, yeah, Buffy continued. continued, and Smallville's continuing. So I don't, I don't, I don't mind what way something is prequeled or sequeled as long as it's still it's still good i mean serenity as well firefly they did some comics of it and you know what i mean like um as long as they're good i don't care what way they are yeah aren't there plans you're talking about jericho aren't there plans with netflix to do well, another series of it or something netflix i mean do they have them i mean netflix they could do it if they're doing arrested development i suppose they could do it but I, i've um, heard someone is, is doing it so yeah really, and it was still... netflix i think We'll probably never see it because we're not getting the Arrested Development. I don't think. Um, Are we well, not? What? No, I heard it was America only. It's whatever oh, sort of. Oh, if only I somehow had access to the US Netflix. If only. Yes, if only. But I think it's something <laughs> to do. Well, you know, it will be available. I'm sure someone, <laughs> someone, yeah. someone has means yeah. to do these things. But 
No, I think it's something to do with um, rights and shit like yeah. that, you know, stupid well, stuff. I'm going to go on a limb here as we, as we begin to wrap up. There hasn't ever really been a truly great prequel. Like, really, like, you know, I on the quality of, 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 a, of a really good first film. There's never Stunning been, like... prequel? No. I don't, I don't, I agree. Do you know what I think film could change it? Go on, then. The Hobbit. That's, the Hobbit, yeah, could change it. I'm, I'm, I'm being optimistic that the Hobbit, um, could be the one that could, um, yeah, could do it. Yeah, could, could maybe make yeah. a good, a very good prequel because yeah, I don't think there has ever been. I'm happy to be corrected if anyone wants to say yeah. otherwise uh, well, here you know. on Twitter or whatever, but I, I don't think there is. My best prequel, was Temple of Doom, we disagreed that wasn't the prequel, so you know, outside yeah. the window for a start is. Well, the thing is, I never. Uh, whoever you speak to, if you ask anyone in the street, no one will actually realise it's a prequel. I, I certainly didn't know it. Until a lot of people, unless, unless, yeah, unless you look into the times. Yeah. No. Uh, I think Raiders of the Lost Ark's nineteen thirty six, and I think Temple of Doom's nineteen thirty five, or something like that. If you had a choice, if you had like a franchise, or no, actually, let's rephrase that question: Is there any franchise that, that you would like to see a prequel focused on? I would love to see a Superman one done right. Oh, that's hard. Okay. Superman was Smallville was awesome. I got one. I got one for you. I got one for you. I disagree, Martin. <laughs> Go on. A Vietnam film with the A team in it. Oh no, that'd be pretty good. Oh yeah, that would actually be good. Yeah, wouldn't it? Like a proper yeah. Vietnam film with like the the characters you kind of work, you know meet up. Yeah. No, I'd love to see an alien prequel. <laughs> <laughs> oh zing! Oh. You know what I'd love? I'd love to see a prequel to Aliens. Oh, on the planet beforehand? <laughs> see, that could be a horror film. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah. No, the problem with that is you know how it's going to end? No. They're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, I think that's always going to be the problem with the prequel. You know how the, how the story's going to end up. You know where it goes to. Yeah, and there's, that's no, why it, yeah, yeah. So there's no surprise to it. So therefore, the film it never really kind of works as well as, as you know any other films. Mm. And there's like no danger to the characters because you but, know they survive. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I can see maybe that's why with Prometheus they decided to do what they did because you know they they knew where you know you know where they're going to end on LV. Was it four two three? Is it? Or, well, I can't remember. Um, LV four two six is in four two six. It's two two three. Yeah, the one in Prometheus is LV two two three. So it is like a different planet, which I didn't. I, I saw it in the film, but I, I didn't quite catch it until after the after the screening. I thought, well, oh, yeah, I think it, it was. Different. I think. I think they made great pains because it was already terraformed and and then they had it come up in big writing. This is LV two two three. Yeah. So I think they were they were really trying to say, look, we're not <laughs> on the same planet. It's sure like so a little what's... thing with Ridley Scott beginning going, look, people, it really isn't. A this prequel. is not an alien prequel. <laughs> so glad it's not a video. <laughs> so, so what's the plan for Prometheus? Are they doing another two films or? I, I, I'm or... assuming if it does well, which I yeah. I do think it will do well enough. Oh, let uh, me look at let me look at the box office. Let me have a good I look at the box have a wee office. Quick, Phil. Do you, you you fill in while I talk while I do a Google search? Prometheus box office, right here we go. Uh, this, this isn't really filling, but yes. Well, it's done about twenty odd million so far in America, and it came out Friday, so. so it's no Avengers. Oh no, it's not. No out. Is it? Is it? It's not out in America. Is it out in America yet? It just came out in America this week. Like the oh, midnight showings, I think, were like on the Thursday because they came. They brought out early in Europe to head off the um, the Euros, the Euro two thousand and twelve. 
Oh, right. Uh, I was kind of wondering why it's been out over here. Is that why? <laughs> well, I think also as well, because um, Battleship did quite well in Europe before they released it in America. Uh, and that, that kind of propped the budget, the, the takings up for that film. So I think you're going to find more films released in Europe because, like, you know, Russia's a bigger market now and China's a bigger market. There'll be more, uh, a bigger, especially films we're not quite sure about the quality of it. But, well, we got Avengers a week before America as well, didn't uh, we? So I, I don't know. It was, I mean, it's 20 minutes, 20 minutes, I suppose it's probably all right. I, it's, I don't know. Mm. We'll see. Is, there, is it? Did you say yesterday it came out, or the week yesterday? Like, the, week like the Friday just gone, so like the seventh. So yesterday, yeah, so one okay, day, so two days. Still, yeah, that's not that's not bad then. One day, yeah. twenty million, I suppose. Suppose, suppose. <laughs> no kick in the teeth. Yeah. It depends on <laughs> the, um, what the word of mouth is like, because you know, I think that's what. Because yeah, um, the Avengers had like the kind of inception factor of people going back again to seeing it again Do and you again. Know- yeah, do you know what actually? And I know it's a holy grail, and I know that that Ridley Scott's talking about doing something. But uh, there, I think there could be room for a Blade Runner prequel. You know, a good. I think if it was a good story told well, I think there what, there a is a prequel. No, yeah, that I is true. Yeah, think, I think there. I think there could be a lot for for a Blade Runner prequel. You know, there's so much, there's so much laid out in, yeah. before the film, and there's very little that's been done since. You know, there's so been it a is, series of books, a, but they were great. Well, you see, I think then it's an open canvas, and I think yeah. there's, there's there's a lot of untapped sort of stories there, like either off-world or, you know, early sort of uh, when they're just learning that replicants are, are you know, Messed being kitty and killers. stuff like that, you know. My, so, my only problem with that is if it's going to be a prequel set around the same characters... Because obviously, well, I, yeah, I, no, I think Ford, so. I think it would have to be. This is always the issue. That's the other issue with prequels. Yeah. Say, whenever you've got characters being played with someone else, no, I think I think it's, it'd be better to um, to do it just a com- I, I, before Harrison Ford is born. You know, just whatever, just that <laughs> sort of time, whatever early that is. But yeah, yeah. You know, what else you get? What else you get? A prequel? What Matrix? there could be a room for a big epic sort of sci-fi action film where the robots take over but yeah you know you would kind what would be good of, is like if they um the wachowski's made like a, like a film and you only realized in the last five minutes it was a matrix it by them well you know they are doing a couple of films so you never know <laughs> it could just turn into a matrix prequel yeah Oh, well, touch wood, touch wood. Who knows? We just have to see what happens. Thank, thanks, Jared. We yep. shall have to see. <laughs> Life is a mystery. I'm going to cut there before you start singing. <laughs> take, the, take that, prequels. Take that, prequels, yeah. you suck ass! Pow! They you do suck. Prequels. They totally pow, do pow. suck. We just, pow, yeah. Pow, 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 yes. I'll just update the, uh, the prequel Wikipedia page. Uh, Excellent. Yeah, please do, and take out the ones that are not prequels. Yeah. Uh, and Lethal Watching decreed that prequels sucked. Yes, sucked. Save. Ass wipes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good right, podcast. Well, Good podcast. I'm play some Vita now. Oh, here we go, here we go. Somebody got themselves a PlayStation Vita, and now they can't stop talking about it. Phil, £130, I was like, oh my god, I'm on that shit now. 
told you, bro. <laughs> I didn't have one pound thirty. Never mind hundred. Never mind hundred and thirty pounds. Well, I've sort of have been waiting on it, you know. So put some money away. But then when it came, I was like, oh, that's the one for me. Well, it's, I was kind of waiting to see if I got money for birthday stuff or anything coming up. I was going to be like, yeah. <laughs> but then when it appeared, I was like. Well, for, the, for that price, that price, man, you know, you can't say no to it, can you? You can't say no. You did. Well, it didn't, it didn't, it's not like I didn't want to say no. <laughs> well, do you know what? You were talking about I PSP have Go. To say no. A PSP Go could be the ultimate emulation machine. Totally. If only if they could get a proper proper N sixty four emulation on it, which I don't think they can yet. But otherwise, anything below that is yeah. ultimate. Like PlayStation games work amazing on it. Apart yeah, from yeah, that's playing um, the buttons. Uh, NHL ninety five on mine because it's yeah, awesome. and um, just anything anything below snare. Like it's the it is the ultimate snares emulation machine. Yeah, I, I loved my PSP when I had it when it, when it was in you know full circulation. I loved it, and I got a big stack of games, and that's the problem. Well, it was on my play- place. It was on my PSP that I played, and I although I owned Metroid Fusion on the Game Boy Advance, I never completed it. I completed it on my PSP. I completed Mother Three, the fan translation, on my PSP. Um, so nice. there was a while where I was playing it all the time. Like yeah, no, when my son when my son was first born, I was all over the PSP because it was just handy. Yeah. Did either of you have any of those UMD movies? No, no, I never had any. Oh, I no. had some that came with it. Ah. Yeah, I had. Um, so I got, I got Spider Man free with it because when you first. Oh yeah, they came free with they it. They came free with it, and when I got it, I was given Bad Santa, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and a Family Guy UMD with it. So, and I never bought any more ever after that. No, no. Uh. I have to say there is a ton of games to. PSP games to download off the PlayStation Network, but I don't know. The only one I can see myself potentially getting is that I think I'll get the um, Metal Gear Solid HD collection, mm-hmm. and I might buy Peace Walker, but I don't know. So I'll probably get it. I do. I think I'll probably get that Gravity Days or Gravity Rush game. Well, that's uh, that's our PSV to round up of the week. And the Sly, the new Sly oh, game. No, no. Um. And then my hope is that it literally, when you see Uncharted, it literally can run. Um, I think it could run any game. So I hope that they do. My, my what I would absolutely love was would be if they released like the Mass Effect trilogy on PlayStation Vita because I would buy that and play through that shit all over again. Well, the, the, the way you one. can do it. I could do it. They can do it all. <laughs> you can do no, it all. The first, the first one's Microsoft Game Studios, isn't it? So it is. Yeah, that's gonna be Xbox only. Unless you do like some kind of weird trickery. If they do two and three, that will do me. Yeah. So there we go. Anyway. Bye. Thanks for that, Jared. No problem. I need to pull. Bye. Bye. <laughs> That's a beautiful sentiment to end on. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Seriously, yeah. Farting away here. It's bad. All right. Jesus. <laughs> just, I was just trying to get the website out there, you know, twitter.com slash a bad education because, you know, we need more followers and stuff. Well, well, okay. We'll not talk about. We'll not talk about the other thing, but I think we should do that. <laughs> do that other thing. Do that other thing. Yeah. With the, this, not with something else. The sexy yeah. other thing. So we'll see. We could trial it, see what happens. Well, let's finish this, and then we'll have a quick natter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye, everybody. I thought we'd finished ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can edit it so like, it's like we finished this ten minutes ago, if you like. Mm. Can we edit it 
So we finished one minute, five minutes ago? So one hour, five minutes ago? <laughs> well, that's technically time travel, so I don't think I can do that. <laughs> um, we should do a prequel episode. <laughs> Sorry, or Lethal watching episode 52 should be a prequel, where a we prequel talk about episode. doing an episode about prequels. We should, yeah, totally. <laughs> Job done. Uh, Bye! Um, no, I, is, uh, have we stopped recording yet? I haven't got a clue. Because <laughs> we need to talk business. All right, we stop recording now. Lethal Watching was brought to you by Phil Doyle and Gerard Boyle. I'm Martin Gobian. In association with abadeducation.com. <laughs>